Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hague. How you guys doing? We had an interesting end to our week. I apologize. We had I had some scheduling problems and we had to cut the Friday pot. So here we are on a Monday. We're hitting this week hard. It's draft week. It's officially draft week. Feels like it's been forever. Feels like it's always forever before the draft. Feels like we have way too much. Oh, yeah, time it's like at least the whole month. Oh, and it's like ever after the free agents happen in March, it's like, all right, well, now the only thing we can talk about is the draft. And it's just like draft, 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 draft. Uh, that being said, finally draft week. We're not going to hit any any draft stuff today, maybe with the, the Rodgers trade, which has finally, finally happened. Feels like three years in the making, especially on this podcast. I know we've talked a ton of Rodgers the past year and a half, but that that is finally done. So let's get right into it, Chris. And I'm going to start off by reading the uh, the exact specifications of this trade. The The Jets will, rece- will receive quarterback Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15 in this NFL draft, pick 107 in this NFL draft, while the Packers get pick number 13 from this year's draft, pick 42, pick one or 207, and then a conditional second rounder that becomes a first rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the year. Finally happened. Did finally happen. Uh, <clears throat> and I know that I feel like people are probably going to be a little bit underwhelmed with what the Packers got back. They basically netted two spots in this year's draft. Second rounder and then that conditional second rounder will probably be a first rounder. Yes, um, most likely. So, basically a one and a two, which isn't crazy for, isn't a great haul for a guy who's won what feels like a billion MVPs, but he's also like 90 years old. Um, we talked about the, the Jets not having a lot of leverage, because mm-hmm. some banging out here. <laughs> uh <laughs> Excuse, excuse the banging. I didn't hear it, so I think we're good. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. But because Rodgers had already said he wanted to go there, we said that that took away the Jets' leverage. The Packers also had little leverage because he knew that uh, he wasn't going to play there. Yeah, and he knew he, he was only going there. to so one team. Them. Yeah. Right. So I'd be satisfied as a Packer fan just because the whole situation is done with. Mm-hmm. Think like like you said like it's finally over uh we don't have to speculate anymore that part of it's nice yeah and i think if you're a packers fan you look at it you you got a first round pick out of it i think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you wanted i think that was pretty realistic i mean we saw jalen ramsey go for a third this year just off contract and uh because of him wanting to leave so they could have gotten a lot less in compensation in my opinion so I think getting the the second round pick this year, moving up two spots for free, basically, and then you get yourself a first round pick next year, pretty solid deal in my opinion. And the forty two picks, nothing. That's no joke. That's 10, 10 picks out of the first round. So you can still get a get a couple. You blue can convince yourself from. that that's a a first rounder. Yeah, yeah. You say yeah. It's an early second, late first. You know. Um, yeah. Anyways, the. So, when you look at this, who do you think won this trade, Chris? 
I don't know if I would even pick a winner. Uh, us, we won. Yep. Like you said before we, we got on because yes. because it happened and it's mm -hmm. it's finally off of our agenda of things to talk about. And it's finally like, it's like I, this. Sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's finally like feasible. You can actually see I, the compensation and see what exactly the final details are. It's no more speculation. There's no more. Uh, maybe the Jets give this. Maybe the Jets give that. And I gotta say, perfect timing by us. I just had, must have had a sixth sense. I moved the pod from four to five today. Yeah, boom, that's right. Four fifty. Four thirty. Oh, was four fifty. Yeah, I don't know. I got it. I saw it right when I got got on the computer. So I don't know. But the uh, so I'm glad we got to I'm glad we got this this happened beforehand. We're probably one of the first. Honestly, one of the first pods probably talking about it. Um, yeah, other than live radio. Yeah. One of the. Um, Oh, sorry. I cut you off beforehand. What were you saying before? I don't remember what I was saying, but something else that popped into my head was like, I almost feel at a loss for words because I've already discussed basically everything about this trade other than actual compensation itself. Mm -hmm. There's no players in the trade. So mm -hmm. it's like, I it feels like both teams kind of got what they wanted out of it. Like the Jets didn't have to give up any of the, their young guys. Uh, the Packers... Obviously, they dump the salary, and they get a couple early picks out of it, which is what they wanted. Other than that, like, basically already analyzed fit on the Jets, the Packers look like moving forward and everything, because this has been in the news for, what, at least a month now? Yeah, I think Him it was... to a... the Jets has been the news already. Yeah, yeah, because he picked the Jets on Pat McAfee. There was a whole showdown when that happened. Everyone was... It was like a... It was like a, a, a LeBron decision. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the, I I think a lot of the people in the comments are saying that the Jets fleeced, but I think honestly that you didn't give up too much. Yeah, you get a Hall of Fame quarterback. You finally get a stable quarterback in the in the the franchise that you haven't had in years. And now I guess I don't. It still doesn't. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think their defense was really well last year. They'd have to prove themselves again and do that again this year. But the... The comments people said that the Jets got fleeced or that they fleeced? That they did fleece. Okay. Seem, yeah, it's... It, uh, a lot of the comments are saying that it's... That the Packers were the ones that, that, got, that got fleeced. So, Rodgers... You'll have to remember that Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You like, gotta you're remember getting a first round, a first and a second round pick for a guy who's gonna play three more years of football. Mm -hmm. Probably if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. So I know he's won on back to back MVPs like the last, or I guess two seasons ago and three seasons ago. Still, he's already started to decline a little bit. Physically, he's only gonna be able to play in the league for more years. What's really like I don't know, couldn't I can't really say that they got fleeced. No, I don't it's think little, so either. And dramatic. it's also what else? What else did the pack like uh, the Packers? I mean, of course, we were making jokes like, "Hey, give us Sauce Gardner, give us Garrett Wilson, fleece your like get rid of your whole team for Rodgers." But yeah. that realistically was just never going to happen. So now you don't have to pay him; he's off the books. You have Jordan Love already in there, and you have a couple draft picks to work with for Jordan Love. So it's a reset on them, and that's what it was always going to be. I mean, you're getting rid of. A guy who's been playing, uh, what, like 15, 16 years of football for you. So you're just going to have to reset. And 
what I like is the so Joe Namath gave him his blessing to wear twelve, but Mister Rogers is going with his old college number, number eight. So we're seeing a, a fresh. So I saw that Photoshop with Schefter. That's why it's actually official that he's wearing eight. Yeah, yeah. I was uh I was confused too by all the photoshops with eight, and it comes out Adam Scheffner reported uh the new Jets quarterback expects to wear his number eight, the number he wore at Cal. I was like new numbers. That I mean that that's cool. That's that's an added wrinkle. I guess I didn't really. LeBron expect. going back to six. Honestly, uh, even though he never had six to begin with, he just. They, I think it was wasn't it my so Miami has Michael Jordan's number retired. That's why Do? he couldn't wear twenty. Yeah, that's why he couldn't wear twenty three. It's funny. They're the only team in the league besides the Bulls to have Michael Jordan's number. <laughs> All right, so we did talk about the fit in uh, in earlier episodes, but just for the people who haven't gone back, don't want to listen to old old takes. Do you see them making noise in this playoffs, Chris? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> You said they do have to bank on the defense repeating their excellent season from last year. And the NFL, for whatever reason, when you have breakout defense one year, I feel like that's very tough to continue into the next year. If you look at some of those teams that have had breakout dominant defensive seasons like Jacksonville. Oh, you or, still see Jacksonville's defense on fantasy, and you're like, ah, oh, I mean, like, you know, right. Jacksonville, like, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Even, like, the 2020 Washington football team, I guess they were at that point. And, like, the next year, just taking nosedives. So, you have to bank the Bears with Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. So, you have to bank on that defense not only being decent, but being really, really good again. Does have the weapons. Oh, honestly, their weapons are better than he had that last year in Green Bay. He's got Garrett Wilson, and he's got East Hall. Um... But he's got I his worry. boy. He got his boy, Bazaar. Uh, yeah. I do, I do worry about decline continuing and change of scenery just not helping that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady did it, obviously, but there were some growing pains. Rodgers, he's just not, like, on that same competitive level as Brady is, and I feel like if things get tough and there's, like, growing pains, he's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm getting, making my money, and... Got out of Green Bay. Yeah, it's there's no with Brady when he went to the Bucks. You know, immediately it was the Belichick versus Brady debate. Uh, what can Brady do without the Patriots? Stuff like that. And there was a uh, almost a chip on his soldier. Even even though he deserved no chip, he he made it himself and became that competitive guy that you were saying and immediately won the Super Bowl. So I don't. You're right. I don't see that competitive competitive edge to it. And what I'm worried about, honestly, and it's been brought up this whole offseason is how is he gonna deal with the new york media i mean he was in wisconsin for god's sakes and couldn't stay out of the headlines so everything he does in new york is going to be this big story or this big catastrophe i think he probably likes that though at this point he loves being in the headlines i agree i I definitely think that this he's going to eat that up and hopefully i mean just from a, a team perspective that that doesn't feed into uh, other guy like other guys on the team or affect the locker room or anything. Well, for you, hopefully it does. Yes, uh, yeah, of course. I'm trying to be unbiased as possible. What's yeah? What's yeah. your take on it as a Pats fan? 
So, I mean, of course it makes the Jets better. It makes them a better, I mean, their, their floor is officially raised to a playoff contender. And now you're in a division with, you have probably the worst, as a Pats fan, you probably have the worst quarterback. Um, you're going in with, with teams with Tyreek Hill and, uh, and Jalen Waddell and now Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner on the other side, Brees Hall. It, it's, it's an arms race in the AFC. And sorry, did I lose you? You're good. Cool. So when you're in the AFC, you, you just got to get whatever you can to compete with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. And that's what they did here. So am I like, I remember when we were talking about it, I'm not, I'm still not scared of Rodgers. Still not scared of an old man Rodgers, but does it put does it put a little sense of hope in the Jets fans? Yeah, because I'm feeling the opposite here. A little a little bit of fear is lingering, but it's not it's not anything that I'm I'm losing sleep over. That being said, this could also go fairly fairly poorly. Do you see a world? I, I I see the vision. I see the world where this could go very poorly. Where, uh, you know, his receivers aren't doing what he wants. He's not getting, uh, the protection that he wants. I mean, I think they're definitely drafting an offensive lineman now. Uh, we mocked that when we did our mock draft. I think both of us picked an O lineman to go into the Jets. Yeah, I think we did. And so now they definitely just get anything to protect Rodgers, stifle up that defense if he can later in the later in the couple rounds, but. Yeah, I mean they got a good team. I uh, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl or anything, but hmm. they might. They might get a. I honestly, I don't know if they're beating the Bills still, but they can definitely be second in the division, make it to the playoffs, win a playoff game or two. <coughs> but uh, so that's that's how I'm feeling with them. Right there's ve- there's two like opposite ends of the spectrum here. The one way you look at it is this is a seven and ten team, good young players on both sides of the ball. They went from Zach Wilson, Mike White, to Aaron Rodgers, which might be the greatest quarterback upgrade season to season of all time. Uh, because Zach Wilson was yeah. atrocious. Yeah. Other aspect of it is he's old, he's a diva. He doesn't like playing with receivers who aren't his best friends, like Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, and Randall Cobb. <laughs> and they're three and seven. He finds a way to sit the rest of the season, and then he retires. <laughs> That's the way that I look at it. Is it's like it is boom or bust. I absolutely love that. Just they're, they're, you're right. They have a rocky start. Lose the first like. Five, six games. Maybe yeah, they win a couple. Like, you know what? Like, ah. I really don't need to keep playing. I, I'm rich enough. I, one more year, $50 million. I'll take that. I'll sacrifice the next year. Well, and that's that's what uh, is confusing to me if you're, I mean, like, something you got to be confused about if you're a Jets fan is, is this guy in it for the long haul? Is this guy in it for for one season? As you said, when you trade, when we talked about the, the package, is he in for one season, two seasons? Maybe three you could push out of him. I feel like best case scenario is three. But he's, re- he's the contemplating con- the contract retirement. Is two more years, right? I believe so. He signed the three-year extension? Yes, I believe so. That was last year. 
Yeah. But it's funny. It's weird, though. Did it kick in yet? I don't know. Like, did it? Did the extension ever kick in? Or did he... I yeah, I, I don't know. Um. So, when you look at that, I mean, he's kind of contemplating retirement the past two, three seasons, probably even more. So, you're, you're sitting yourself... And the other thing is you got to look at is, like, you did it with Brett Favre. You did the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's weird. It's actually really weird. Yeah. So... Let's see, let's see how this works out with the Jets. I mean, they're, they're cursed no matter what. So if yes. this, this could be a, uh, just a retelling of the same story. I want to read a, a comment on this Twitter post from PFF. Shows, you know, the trade compensation. It says who won the trade. And this guy, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say this just in case. Uh, the Packers, as a Jets fan, I'm done with this organization. We drafted an elite talent second overall and never gave him a real chance. Then sold the future <laughs> for a part-time drug addict. It's a never-ending cycle with this franchise. <laughs> I don't know how... So he thinks Zach Wilson never got a fair, fair shot? What world am I living in? I mean, that has to be, like, a troll, right? I, I'm going to read, see if he, he commented again, because... Right, part-time like, he has, drug addict? Like... Likes to be psychedelics. I don't think the, that one of the comments one is a drug. Is this Zach Burner's or Zach Wilson's burner account? And two is Zach is this Zach Wilson's Zach Wilson's milfs burner account? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this has to be some sort of troll. I don't think there's there's actual Jets fans that feel this way. But uh, no, I think the Jets are so desperate for a good quarterback play. Wait, they have to be. Like, Sold a kidney for Aaron Rodgers. And how could any other Zach, or any other Jets fan ever want to see Zach Wilson play for them again? No. It was one of the biggest busts of our lifetime, I think. I remember yeah, I like know. seeing him they were comparing his numbers to Jamarcus Russell. Yep. Where he's like, if you're ever in a sentence with Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell you're, that's you know, you're not a good thing. Yep. Like notoriously the biggest bust in NFL history. The so it's funny to look at just that. Zach Wilson, do you think he's ever getting a shot again? He's going to end up like Rosen, I think, where he just bounces around. Uh, so no, I guess, would be the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up like Rosen. I don't know. Maybe on a, a tanking team like the Dolphins were that one year. And even them, like, they couldn't even start him. I know. Had to go back to Fitzpatrick. They, uh, so that's where I see his career going. Yeah, I could see that. Some team may be taking a flyer on him as a backup. And then, you know, maybe he'll find his way playing for the 49ers in an NFC championship or something. All right. <laughs> All right. Actually, before we move on from the NFL, another quarterback that has been, oh, sorry, breaking news from Wo- a Woj bomb in the middle of the pod. <laughs> Ime Adoka has become the next head basketball coach of the Houston Rockets. Boy. He's back. The good roster. Ime is back. No, t- terrible roster. <laughs> they, uh, so, okay, we'll get to that when we're talking about the NBA, but just keep that in mind. One thing I wanted to talk about with the NFL before we move on is have you been hearing the, the Trey Lance rumors? What of them trading him? Though, yeah, the, Purdy. the Niners trying to uh, trying to trade him and them fielding calls for him. I yeah, I haven't heard like a mock trade yet to anybody, but I've heard 
at they're looking into it. That is got to be who is calling them for Trey Lance? Wouldn't call for Trey Lance. What am I? What have I seen from Trey Lance? That's the seen point. Him injured. You him at a discount. Yeah, that's true. And there's always, I mean, like, I guess when you think about that, there's always a there's, there's it's an upside trade. You're trying to trade for an upside, mm-hmm. but. Okay, if you were the Niners, what would you take for a what would you take for a Trey Lance trade? If you're saying that Purdy's the guy, if you're actually committed to him, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if I would be. No, I don't know how you would be either. I might like I think I'd rather have Lance than Purdy. Well, the thing with me is you've had him for I keep them both, though. You have a perfect roster. Yeah, that so that's what I was thinking. First, why are they fielding calls? Because you haven't been able to see him play. He he sat out the he sat behind Garoppolo that one year, and then was injured all of last year. So you got yeah. to see about maybe four games of him, if that. And if you're What's trying it, to trade, well, they played the game in the swamp in Chicago. Yeah, and then didn't he get injured immediately and afterwards? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, so you got a game and a half of him, and a couple yeah. preseason games. Uh, and in that game, they Not lost. Even half a game, he threw three passes. Yeah. <laughs> Second week. So, I, I guess there, there, as you said, there's always upside, and someone will find a way to to deal with him. But I, I don't know how you give up on a guy that you dra- you traded up for, drafted so highly, and I know that's sunk cost at this point. You can't get those picks back. Uh, you're not gonna get those picks back. But what? What do you do if you're the San Francisco 49ers? I would keep them both and then start either one of them. If one of them sucks, then you just go to the other one. I know we always say, like, oh, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But it's not like they desperately need one of them to be, like, a superstar. Yeah, and you, you have... to be decent to get to the playoffs. You and still like, have them on I'd the roll with Lance. And if he can become at least a fraction of what you expected him to be, then you're in great shape. If Purdy is the Purdy from last year, you're also in great shape. But both of those things could end up not happening. Yeah, I agree. And I just don't see what team would be desperate enough to give up a pick in this draft to for the potential of a guy who hasn't been on the field for and barely played college. So it's really a weird situation. It'll be interesting to see if he does get traded on draft day. As, as you said, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Niners should keep both of them. And why, why not try him out again? Like, there's no reason not to, in my opinion. So I just thought that was weird, and I wanted to bring it up. Other than, like, ego-wise, mm-hmm. will one of them. Because Purdy can say, took you to an NFC championship, mm-hmm. which is a good argument. Lance can say, you drafted me number three overall. I was your starter last year and didn't get a fair shot, which is also a fair argument. Oh, yeah. It will be something to keep an eye on for sure. But I, I think trade him would be dumb. I agree. All right. With the woes bomb that I said, let's move on to the NBA. Ime Adoka, we'll start with him before we go to the playoffs, just because it just happened. He, I think he's the right coach to try to get into the he's, – he's, he's, he's a hard coach. He's not going to play with bullshit. So those guys that, I mean, John Wall, we talked about his quotes, how those guys aren't, aren't the real deal. They, they wouldn't be on other NBA teams. And that 
there would be basically like they're they're like unprofessional. So that that this will be a good guy to bring him in, get in their heads, get in what they need to do. I think it's a the right direction for the team. Let's see if Ime can uh you know keep his keep it in his pants and make sure that uh he doesn't get suspended again. So, so I I think that the oh. hello You're back yeah we're good we're good uh Second. they they have a lot of cap space this off season they got a lot of stuff to work with oh I'm sorry we lost some uh we lost some comments we got some lot comments in here um all right well then I'm a Wyatt uh, a classic putting on plus fifteen hundred for the Jets or plus two. 280, uh, 2,800 on the Jags. He said, put your house on it. I don't know if that's to win the Super Bowl or to win the AFC, but bold bets by wide over there. Um, there are bold bets. Damn, I should have looked at these earlier. Actually, it was two minutes ago, so it really wasn't that bad. But he also said, how do you feel about Jimmy G fitting on the Raiders? We can, I mean, you want to do that right now real quick? Uh, not exciting. Yeah, I I don't I see it as I see it as an upgrade over Derek Carr just because as we've talked about Jimmy born winner he's with the he's with Josh McDaniels a system that he's been with before but yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he goes and I, I'm I'm rooting for Jim I'm always rooting for Jimmy so that's uh that's how I feel about it all right we're back to basketball and I'm done with you May too hopefully he keeps his his, his dick in his pants all right. <laughs> So, another news just broke out. I just say that it, oh, when okay. that happened, you were like in shambles. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good coach, more. and I was the one who calmed you down. So I'm just gonna take credit for that. He's a good coach, though. It, it doesn't matter not, that much. Yeah, it. You're right. It doesn't matter that much. He did a. He did set a tone for the Celtics last year. Set a tone defensively, which the Rockets haven't had defense in forever. So that should help help them. Since I've been alive. And. <laughs> And if they get Wemby, he's got a a great piece to work with. So interesting, uh, inter- interesting. It'd be situation. funny if if they like screwed in the lottery, ended up with like the fourth pick. Yeah, they they don't even get give... like ah, never mind. <laughs> he's like, actually, no, nah, I'm just gonna go for whoever gets the first yeah. overall pick. <laughs> so there has uh, been another. I don't know if it's whoa. I, I didn't see Woj tweeted, but it's a uh, NBA on TNT tweeted out that uh, Dejounte Murray. Is out, suspended for game yeah, five. I saw that because well, did you see the video that he he Didn't after, know. after the game catch up on it now. After the game, he uh all the the you know they're shaking hands, walking off the court, and he just bumps into the ref like on purpose. He just like mean mugs the ref and then walks away. I I don't think it deserves a suspension. But that being said, with how the NBA has been on suspensions, especially in this playoffs already, how do you make a move like that when you're down 3-1? You're the, they're the, he's the best player on the team. I've watched the series every game. Dante Murray is the best player on this team. And now you're just it's, – it's done. It's over. It was, kind of, it was already a little bit it's over, over before. Yeah, I agree. But now you really have no shot. No shot of trying to get back in this series. And – you're gonna. I I just feel like it's a sacrifice that didn't need to happen, and it's it's kind of stupid. But that being said, I mean it's just emotions getting the best of a guy, and you know you probably figure that you had to even up the series at two, 
at home have a shot because now you have to win two in Boston mm-hmm. another at home, which is impossible. So doesn't really change the trajectory of the series that much, but it's a shame. I agree. I, I think it's a shame too. I want to see the best players out on the court. I want to see the best players out there. And it's the suspensions have been weird. Like Joel Embiid didn't get suspended or ejected for, for kicking Nick Claxton in the nuts, but then Harden gets ejected for hitting someone else in the nuts. That game was a fiasco that we'll talk about in a little bit. And the it just the NBA needs to to make it make sense. So but but uh, I guess that's that's how they're doing it. That's how they're rolling. So we did get the Draymond suspension, which we asked for. Yes, that is true. That is definitely true. So they did they did make a right there. That was we. I feel like that was weird too. But I don't know. I think that was justified. We talked about it. We wanted. It. We thought it was. Yeah. Um, that being said, Hawks Celtics. The Hawks did win a game. Their first game at home. They uh they just bad shooting night from the Celtics. The it was late in the game. Tatum could make a three to tie it up. Uh, it was just one of those threes. It just it felt like it was go. It just didn't go in. Didn't hit. But they got they righted the ship. Tatum got a. I think him and Brown both got thirty one last night, and I've now taken three one lead over the Atlanta Hawks. With now no Jante Murray, so that seems like that should be wrapped up pretty soon. Uh, a series that we already mentioned and has been wrapped up is this the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the 76ers completed the first sweep of the NBA playoffs and the first one of the first round. The Nets, they just they couldn't keep up. In all these games, they'd always keep crawling back. They'd always keep it lingering, but they just could never get over the hump over this 76ers team. No, I mean, they're not, like, not good. No, they're not. <laughs> like, for lack of better analysis, uh, this is just not a good team. I mean, when you're built around KD and Kyrie, and you trade them both away, you just kind of have to throw pieces together. And they did a good job doing that. And, like, Bridges benefited from it, him being the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dinwiddie back, who was pretty good for you. But they're not even a playoff team. It's like... 82 games of this team is not a playoff team. Um, being said, the Sixers had to sell Joel Embiid's knee in this series. Yeah, that... I don't know what he's going to be like for the Celtics series, but that, that sucks. 76ers, Joel Embiid, probable 50%, probability 50% for the start of the next yeah, series. Yeah, I saw that. So it's not good. No, and it's where they seem like they always end up. See, even when like yeah. even last year, they're facing the Raptors in the first round. They're taking care of business. They're doing the similar thing. Bam, Joel and B gets hit in the face, and he's out for the the couple games in the next series, and has to come back with a mask. The it's every year, and I hate I hate saying it, but I when during the season and during his this is his MVP run. Uh, it seems like he'll. It'll probably get announced that he's the MVP pretty soon. And it was always a, well, when, it's not if, it's when Joel Embiid gets hurt. You just got to hope it's not at the right, the wrong time. And here it is, right at the wrong time. They still got Harden. They still got Tobias Harris, Maxi, 
Uh, they've been play- Maxie's been great for them. Harden's been decent. But this team runs with Joel Embiid. And if he's not out there making, making defensive plays, making, running the offense through him, flopping all over the place, uh, then it's not gonna, they're not going to be able to last. So you, you're right. We, we probably should have seen the, the Nets getting swept. And I know we kind of, we probably talked about it a little bit, but we always thought that there was some feist in them. And you're right. They're just not a, they're not a great team. So luckily they get this rest. They get it at least an extra day if the Celtics don't, because they, they, they didn't take care of business and sweep. So they could possibly get an extra day if the Hawks squeak out a win tomorrow. Uh, but they're, they're going to have to rest up, make sure Joel Embiid's healthy, because they're, they're going to be facing the Celtics in the next round. Yeah. Uh, you almost, like, consider holding them out for a game, maybe even two. Make sure he's 100% when he comes back. Because I don't like if he's 50% when he comes back, then like he's not getting any better. Have half of Embiid the whole series. Like, would you rather have that or would you rather have at full strength the rest of the series? It's tough because, like, you could say, well, the first two are going to be in Boston anyway, and they would be tough games to win. Like, you're almost expecting to go back to Philly on 2 Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the specifics are of the injury. I just read that like it's a week or two, and said it's going to be one, maybe two weeks, depending on how he feels. I don't know if that's like one, two weeks before he can play it all, or before he's like full strength again. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. Uh, all the Sixers fans are definitely going to keep a, a wide eye on this. Uh, I just wanted to look at the comments again. We uh we got some woohoo for the NBA chat, so that's great. And then uh the, the Walker Avid Hawks fan said that the Hawks are gonna get dicks so badly. <laughs> I thought he was confident last time. He was on here. He was now I think they, he knows Trey Young isn't him and he loves DeJounte, so that's uh Okay. He he's he's not he's not in a good place right now. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at Joel Embiid. You got to see when he's going to get healthy. And you're right. If he comes back and he's only 50% of Joel Embiid, is that going to hurt you guys out there? Is it going to is it going to be uh is it going to make his injury worse and eventually worse than that throughout the thing? And this stuff, like, I know it 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 quote unquote benefits my Boston series. It ho- hopefully like it, it it'll hopefully help them out. But you want to see the best players out there, even when they're facing your own team. You want to beat the best to be the best, and it sucks that this injury this injury happened yet again. Yeah, it's not like you've had a problem with them. No, exactly. You want to it, be healthy. <laughs> yeah, and I that's I want to beat the 76ers with Embiid. You know, I don't want the Sixers yeah. fans to come back. Oh, you know, we would have beat you if Embiid was fully healthy or if he played more games or whatever. Like that just gives them an excuse. I want to. Yeah, exactly. I want to beat them when they're the at full strength. And hell, if they and if we lose to them in full strength, then you know that's that's how it went. That's how the cookie crumbled. So definitely interesting updates throughout throughout the week to come back with that one. Another injury and a series I want to talk about was Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's now he missed game two and game three. The Bucks were able to to beat the Heat in game two uh, pretty handedly. The the Heat just couldn't couldn't get their offense moving but 
then it comes game three and it's the same it's the story that that happened in game one where Miami somehow figures it out and and blows them up so now Miami's not gonna have they don't have Oladipo now they haven't had um Tyler Hero so they're gonna have to they're coming in with these with scrappy guys Duncan Robinson got 20 points for him like they're just gonna find some guys like they always do to get them some points and it's now looking like they're t- there. It's two one series. This is a uh, the Bucks need Giannis, and I don't know. I don't know what his update is either. He's. I just. I read that he's planning to come back tonight. Okay. Yep. Um, Return from back injury. Yeah, I agree. But that's the Basically, thing that's is not like a hot take or anything. Yeah, and the thing is, they have to now do. They have to complete. They have to win this game. They have to win this game. They can't have it be a 2-2 series. Um, and it's in my... I mean, I don't know how much Miami has a home court, but you're not at home. And they they need to win the, They need to win this game. They can't be down 3-1. Even with Giannis, like, just that being down 3-1 would just be, uh, like, traumatizing for the Bucs. So, they uh they need to figure it out this tonight. And it'll be interesting to see, because just like we were talking about Embiid, is... Giannis fully healthy is Giannis 50% um so we'll have to see and I just impressed by the heat taking control of this series even without Giannis um and the thing about not knowing whether or not or like how healthy he really is we're not going to know until he's on the floor Mm -hmm. you can see like how he plays in in a full speed game uh but right they have to win tonight because you, you, know, you get him back, and you're like, all right, well, we're fine now, but you've already dug yourself a hole in this series, and if the Heat can just steal one game, even with a healthy honest, like, they're still at home, and all of a sudden you're down 3-1. Then mm-hmm. it's not like, all right, no worries, our star is back. If it's 2-2, you're like, all right, it's a three-game series, and we're much better uh, now that we're healthy. But when you're down 3-1, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm much bigger difference yeah exactly so there this is a a massive game tonight starts at uh 7 30 and that that it'll be a pivotal game for the series and you're right you need to see how Giannis is immediately you need to get him out there he needs to be in full speed he can't be he can't take a a quarter the first quarter off he can't take any quarters off um and they they need to they need to win this game all right, what series do you want to pop to next? Uh, we can go with the other game tonight. Yeah, Lakers, yeah. Lakers Grizz. Uh, so this one I wanted to pull up some uh some. T- so I tweeted uh last time that the Lakers Grizzly were playing that it was I had I had bets out on our our podcast account. I had a, an alternate pick of the of the the Celtics winning because Ja was out and we got a, a comment from uh from Aaron Barton saying that uh I'm trying to get it where was it all right here it is so he said uh he said that Memphis showed out last year with, without Ja Ja forced it too much Tyus Jones is an efficient point guard in this league and their field goal percentage and total Dear. turnovers are down when there's no Ja he was right he's saying that they're better without jaw that's what he's saying 
That's what he's saying. And uh, there's been the past couple years with Ja. It, there's there has been many times where he's been injured and the team has been just fine without him. And this has been an argument throughout last year's playoffs because we saw him do it without Ja a couple times uh, through all of last year and this season. So, I mean, of course they're not better without Ja, right? Right. I, I, I think so. I mean, we, they, they did, they went, they went, they won without him, and then immediately got blown out when he came back. So, and they, they kept it close. They got it close at the end, but it was a blowout the whole time. So, it, it the game be, where he got like a billion points too. Yeah, he got forty five. He got thirteen assists too, nine rebounds. So he's helping out the team. The rest of the team just couldn't keep up. I mean, he had two other players, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. in double figures, and no one else in double figures. So it, it'll be interesting to see how how they play again tonight with Ja. Uh, and you had, I mean, it wasn't great numbers. You got 31 from Davis and 17 rebounds. I didn't even see that. God damn. 25 from Braun and pretty average numbers from everyone else. Ruby, by the way, has still been good. Rui. Rui's really playoff Rui. We we were right about playoff Rui. Um but so this will be this will be another interesting game. Uh see if the, the Grizzlies can tie it here. They they the the funny thing is a lot of this analysis is like all kind of the same. Like if it's two one, they need to the 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 team down two one needs to win this game or else it's yeah. it's uh it's almost storybook closed. And so now this is a must win for the Grizzlies at LA. So that that's that's against them. Um, LeBron at home, uh, this Lakers team at home. They have, this is the second playoff game they've gotten, and I think they said it was like eleven years home playoff game because uh the bubble. It really? Oh, it was sorry, it wasn't the the actual playoff game, but a playoff win. Their their win against the the Grizzlies was like their first one in like eleven years at home in the playoffs. So, so I they, guess that makes sense. I mean, they were awful before LeBron. Yeah, and when they finally made it, it was the first round against the Suns, and I think they they got swept or close to it. Yeah. And then uh Same. then the other the other year was the bubble. So Same. I I just I gotta see I gotta see if Aaron Barton's right here. If he if they if they lose tonight I, I like you don't shut down John Morant. You don't try to trade John Morant, but can they find better pe- like how can they possibly work better without him? That we've seen. I mean, we've seen. I, know. It. I mean, it could be a coaching thing. It's like you have to have somebody come in and run the offense through the team and not through a single player, like, uh, like Phil Jackson did. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Um, not trying to compare John Morant to Michael Jordan, but like, there's definitely merit to. What he's saying in the comments. Yeah, and when I'm looking like, at it right you, now, like if you score 45 and you still lose, that's not based on what we've seen without him. That's not saying a, a signal that it's the whole team. The other guys need to step up. It's like maybe he is forcing it. Like maybe he he was the issue. So when you look at the stats, the the Grizzlies in Game Two without John Morant had 10 turnovers. And in game three, if I read that correctly, I'm just double checking. 
Yeah, they had 18 turnovers. So that's eight more mm-hmm. with John Morant in the field. I, of course, I'd have to look at the film and see if it was all, all jaw. But the, I mean, they that 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 right there. I mean, it tells you that maybe he is forcing it. And when you look at the box score of the two games, you you see that there's a lot more, there's a lot more uh, points scored by everyone else. There's there's a lot more consistency, mm-hmm. a lot more people in double figures where. Maybe there's some merit to what a uh, good old Barton's saying. Not better without him. No, yeah, let's get that clear. They're not better without him. But there might be some lingering side effects to having John Moran. Not perfect. All right. Cavs Knicks. The series that I mean, this series has been incredible. I know hmm. I mean the Cavs the Cavs were down bad or Sorry. Yeah, the Cavs were down down bad earlier in this game. They came back, made it a close game in the fourth. And Jalen Brunson is just uh, – he's been the guy that the Knicks have been looking for for years now, it feels like. Um, <laughs> clutch performer, controls the offense, the drinkster, as I said on Twitter. And – well, drinkster. I actually – Honestly, I said that for Darius Garland, but the same applies for Brunson. And he, he – this Knicks team is – like they they were able to do it with benching Julius Randle in the fourth quarter, which was the right move. So they got a lot a lot of guys. There's there's some some depths on this team. Uh, Hartenstein I really like. He gets a lot of boards. He didn't score a lot the last game, but he can uh he gets a lot of boards. Plays plays good defense. Mitchell Robinson's been good. Jalen Brunson's excellent. R.J. Barrett after I was pooping on him on Twitter yesterday, uh turned I up say, in the why second. Why he was washed? He was bad. It was I was he was taking some bad <laughs> shots and I was like this is terrible. Like I don't want to watch this guy. And then immediately he proved me wrong and uh, 22. He ended with 26. No, oh, he's only 22. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said he was washed. Yeah, it was more of a joke. <laughs> it was more of a joke than actual analysis. But uh yeah, he's he's working into his his role. Uh he started playing great in the second half and and his, he when when he's popping off, that team is the team's really good. So they got a lot of guys that I like on this team, and it's looking like think about it. They they take care of business here, beat the Cavs, uh, maybe quicker than people expected. If they win, uh, they, they they have to do do go to Cleveland on Wednesday. But let's just say they they take care of business. They go there, and now you're facing a possibly unhealthy Bucks and a possibly or a or a Heat team that is poopy from what we've seen and or i mean i mean of course they're the heat so they they always come back and find some players to resurrect from the dead but you're looking at what if what if the knicks could go to the the eastern conference finals weren't you saying like on twitter also are you crazy for being scared of the knicks i'm scared of brunson man brunt and honestly the knicks have played the celtics really well this year Every time they play, it's always a great game. So, I kind of am scared of the Knicks. Excuse my my sneezing that might interrupt my talking. Um, I can see that scenario. I can also see a scenario where they blow a three-one lead, because like, how Knicks would that be? <laughs> yeah, uh... We give them all this credit, like they've they basically dominated this series. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they kicked the Cavs' ass in Game Three mm-hmm. at home. 
um, than their night one with Randall on the bench for the whole fourth quarter. So it's been a great series, but the Knicks have in full control. If five goes back to Cleveland, I'd be surprised if they wrap it up there. And then six at the Garden, it'd be the perfect story. The Knicks get to clinch their first playoff series in God knows how long at home. And they choke, and then all of a sudden you're, you find yourself in a game seven. <laughs> in Cleveland. I, yeah, not that I want it to happen. I actually like the NBA more. The Knicks are good. But oh, definitely. The, I the, would not be surprised at all if that happened. You have a great point. It would be total Knicks if they do find a way to, to blow this 3-1 lead and completely tear, tear the hearts of all their fans. But uh, as you also said, the, the basketball is more fun when the Knicks are playing and, or in, in the playoffs. And they're, they're more fun when the fans are hyped. They're already calling out Spider, Spider Mitchell for, for not coming to, uh, coming to New York this offseason, which it wasn't on him. It's not like he would rather go to Cleveland than New York. But <laughs> the, uh, this, is, this has been a great series so far. And it's when I'm looking at the Cavs side, Evan Mobley just needs some weight on him. He's getting bullied out there. He he's getting bullied. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a terrible game in Game Four, and Darius Garland had to do it all. When he's when he's on, the the team is is humming and he's making great plays. But he can't do it all. He needs to see. I mean, more rebounds from Jared Allen. He only had four. And Evan Mobley, as I said, just needs some more weight on him. He needs to be a bigger presence come in the future of the Cavaliers basketball. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in both those guys because we were talking, or at least I was talking before the series started, that this was going to be an old-school series with the strengths mm-hmm. down low, the old-school big men. Uh, you saw that in Game 3 where were what like 180 total points scored which is disgusting <laughs> for today's game but yeah i thought those big boy like mitchell robinson has had a great series next because i thought those big boys would be more effective i agree the, and yeah when the guards are going off you need you need some balance with the front court and if donovan mitchell's having a bad night that's when that's when jared allen and evan mobley need to step up that's when they they need to score mm. 20. They need to score 30. And I think they will get there. I mean, Evan Mobley is what? He's like 22, 21 years old. So he's going to learn. He's going to figure it out. But ha- the past three games, 12, 10, thir- 13, that's not what you want from a, from a guy who was the third overall pick and should be your <laughs> franchise player. But mm. we, got a, we got a long road ahead of him for him. So Thibodeau defense, too. Thibodeau, yeah. You got, you got to give him some credit. You do got to give him some does. credit. Yeah, and he does. you got to give him credit for, for benching, benching uh, Julius Randle. It was the right time to do yeah, it. it. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. So, the, yeah, you definitely got to give him credit. And But this Cavs team, it's a bright future. They need to f- figure it out this series, though. All right. Suns Clips. After so, first of all, I want to say, all this is so like all this is so overreaction based. I mean, I remember game one. We're like, oh, what are the Suns gonna do? 
Yeah. <laughs> what were they selling? Well, I, I remember like trying to say like, look, it's only been a game. Yeah. Although we were like, oh, this series can be more interesting. Like this might be the best series of the playoffs. Hey, what we couldn't predict uh, though was Kawhi getting injured at the end of game two. And that was the other thing that I was gonna say is for all of the talk about how much load management. Clippers and Kawhi to get injured is like it's very ironic it's so ironic and it's like we should have like I should have put a bet on this should have <laughs> been it, there there had to have been odds somewhere the it just it's just Clippers luck the Clippers will never they're, they're a curse franchise as well and now you have to do like you're you're all your team's completely different your team is completely different and hmm. Russell Westbrook has done his best to try to keep this a series, try to keep this every awesome. game. Yeah, he's honestly been really, really impressive. And he, for as much slander as he gets when he plays bad, he needs the recognition when he plays really good. So the past three games for him has been 37, 30, 28, um, with, good, with good assist numbers, great rebound numbers. And it's been like, this is like the, the Westbrook we saw on the Wizards that one year. Or later yeah, in his later in his OKC prime, so he's really regenerated himself in this playoffs, and you know, like there has to be just some fuel that's just like, there's a chance I can play the Lakers. There's a chance, like he's just yeah. he, every bucket and every sweat drop. He's just like I'm tired, but I I need to face the Lakers in the playoffs. It needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, without Kawhi, no Paul George, they're they're still a deep team. There's still a lot of guys on this team that'll that'll help them out, but it's just not going to be good enough when you're facing Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's as simple uh, as it gets. I've been distracted because I'm looking up Kawhi Leonard, and there's a headline that his sister was sentenced to life. Yeah. in prison for murder. I saw that which yesterday. I had not seen before. Uh, that's a wild story. Yeah, I don't know what that's about either, but I saw that the I saw that yesterday and all I saw was Kawhi Leonard and then I was like and then I saw life in prison. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, slow down. What's going on here? Um Yeah, but the Suns have, have three guys that can take over a game at any point. Uh, we saw it game four was Chris Paul. This was a close game throughout, and then Paul literally took the game over in the fourth quarter. Couldn't miss a shot. Um it has been fun to see Westbrook, like basically went vintage Westbrook when we yeah. all carried him, especially after Game One where he made game-saving play, but he also shot three of nineteen. But he's back, which is fun. Um, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. That's really all you can say. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, yeah, he's out still. Because I saw a thing on Twitter. It says that Paul George is not on the injury report. But I, I said he was out for the whole first round. So I don't know if that will. I'll try to update that by the end of the episode. But uh, I haven't seen anything that he's. Sun's depth is still an issue. Yes, yes. And playing. Like you're getting over 40 minutes from Booker. And I was going to say, every, every game, too. Every game, yeah, they got to get I mean, 40 plus minutes from these two guys. Yeah. And that's squeaking out wins versus Russbrook and Norman Powell. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, so that's not going to be able to, that's not sustainable. The, when they have, when they face a team that has their superstars, doesn't have injuries, that's going to be a problem. 
there's gonna they need to find ways to to cover cover the wings. Uh, that's why Kawhi was so good when when he was playing. And I mean, forty plus minutes every game for Devin, Kevin Durant. It's sadly, I don't want to manifest anything, but he's gonna get injured playing that way. We've seen it multiple times. Yeah. We, we've seen it throughout his whole career. So they need to have they need to have a some guys step up and play more minutes, and they just don't have them. They just don't have the guys. Yeah. All right, let's keep it chugging. Let's just. Oh, I didn't even realize that the Timberwolves won last night. Huh? Yeah, that was like the the predicted sweep that we had. I think. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards after they lost Game Three, he did come out and say this will not be a sweep. We will try. Like we'll do our best. Like in God's name, this won't be a sweep. So he got yeah. he got what he wanted there. Uh, man, Jokic got forty three. How did I miss this game? Seems like an awesome game. I can missed it. Um, it's because the series is irrelevant. Yeah, like, I know. That's that's like really teeth to get one win. That's true. Uh, forty three from Jokic in a loss, but thirty four from Edwards. Uh, not uh, seventeen from Carl Anthony Towns. Fourteen from Gobert. So there's no way the Timberwolves come back and take this but looking into next year you need to have more scorers around anthony edwards you can't have him doing everything so i have guys that aren't soft yeah that's soft yeah, um, did is. you see the tweet that was that said anthony edwards has that dog in him but the rest of the team has cat <laughs> <laughs> so like gobert is kind of a joke you know he puts up big rebound and Lock numbers, and he's an amazing defender, but he can be neutralized so easily in the playoffs, and it just doesn't fit with him and Towns. No, and we said like, this when they traded for era. him. Yeah, we said no. this shit when they traded for him. It's, I mean, it's been the same story all year with the Timberwolves. Uh, I'm glad they snuck mm. out a win here. They didn't, they didn't get swept, which is, is always nice, a nice gentleman's sweep. But I don't expect them to make any more noise. And, god damn, I wish I watched this game. Seems like an excellent game. Oh, well. Speaking of excellent games, Warriors-Kings can produce nothing but that. The series is now 2-2. As you said, accurately, on when they were up 2-0, you said, hey, the series doesn't start till the, the home team loses. Uh, in the, the Chase Center, the Warriors snuck out two wins. They're back. The series is tied. It's best of three. And... This has just been like this has just been a spectacular series. It's been fireworks all around, high offensive plays, um and drama. Yeah, real drama. I heard oh, the King uh poor Kings. What? DeAndre what? Fox or De'Aaron Fox fractures index finger, doubtful for game five. That just sucks. That just absolutely sucks. Uh, yeah. The best player on the Kings has been the best player all season. He got Clutch Player of the Year, which is the first. He's the first annual Clutch Player of the Year, which is kind of cool. And God, so now, as I mean, talk about overreactions. We're talking about them possible sweep. Um, the Warriors are done, and I should have known. I should have known that they were just gonna crawl back, win the two at home, and. Now, now without De'Aaron Fox, they might take take care of business in Sacramento, and this could be done 
could be done in six. Yeah, I mean, if they don't win at home, then they're screwed. Because I don't think there's any way they win a game six in Chase Center. Uh, did he finish the game? Yeah. I did guess he finish game four? Yeah, he did. I guess he, because he played 40 minutes. I think he injured it right at the end. Yeah. God, that's... Yeah, I'm seeing like the play was with four minutes left in the game. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, that was like a perfect setup for it. It was the series has been the best with drama, like closest games, and the best player on one of the teams is out. I know when so... you get two games that end one twenty six, one twenty three, one twenty six, one twenty five. I mean, you know it's a fireworks show, and just to have the best player on this fun, young Kings team, they're finally facing their demons in, in winning a playoff series. They're finally in the playoffs after 17 years. Now they have to go back home without De'Aaron Fox after a game where Keegan Murray finally resurrected himself, and they missed a buzzer beater to win it. Mm-hmm. It just it sucks. There needs to be better defense from Sabonis. Uh, he's been all right. He was great. In the in the second game that they won, and he was great in the actually no, they were all pretty terrible in the first Warriors game uh, at home for the Warriors, and now 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 it's all on him, and it's on Malik Monk, Kevin Herter. They they need to step need up Herter to guys. step up. Herter's been bad. Herter's been real bad. That on yeah, you out, Kev. That that yeah, we need to call him out. He's been horrendous this series, like really really bad. Horrendous. Which which just sucks because that was one of the best pieces on the team. I mean, everyone loves. I feel like everyone loves Kevin Herter. How can you not love the Red Velvet? So that's a shame. Hopefully, you can get his shot back. Hopefully, they can keep this series close. Take that game in Sacramento. But it's gonna be tough. It's definitely gonna be tough. All right. Last is that. That's mm-hmm. it. That's I feel like there's one we're missing. Is it? Bucks Heat. Yeah, that's it. So, for tonight, and let's do tonight and tomorrow night because we have uh, we'll have a Wednesday pod, so we're able to do those those. But let's give out some uh, give out some picks. I'm going to look at my my odds right now, and I'm gonna let's cook something up. Bucks heat tonight. Bucks minus seven and a half on the road, getting Giannis back. Uh. I kind of like this to be a tight one. Yeah. I take the heat plus seven and a half. Yeah, I like that too. It seems like that line's pretty big for a, a Giannis doubtful beforehand, and now we'll see what happens. So that, that'll be interesting to see. That I, I will also take – I like Miami plus seven and a half there too. I don't think Miami oh, – well, as we said, Milwaukee needs to win this, and they yeah. need to see – I can also – I mean, like, of course, it's the NBA playoffs. You can always see both sides, so – I can see them coming in there, going in full speed. Giannis is back. Um, all the momentum. But Heat at home, like to keep it close as well. I like that too. So, Lakers versus Grizzlies now with Ja. Lakers minus five and a half? Or five? I see them at four and a half, and I like that. Ooh, I like the four and a half. They get home. I think they, they take control of this series. All right, Win so let's by 10 again. So we're doing that. Tomorrow's games, 
Celtics minus 13 now without DeJounte Murray. Give me it. <laughs> Give me Celtics any number. All right. 20. I'm, I'm not going to fight back on that one. Timberwolves <laughs> and, and Nuggets. The Timberwolves are mine, or plus five, or nine and a half, sorry. Plus nine and a half away in Denver. I don't know about those points. I just feel like that should be a bigger line. So let's see their their margin of victory normally. They lost this last game, but in the normal margin of victory, it's been 29, 9, 9, nine, 9. All right, so I guess hey, that's a good line, actually. I guess it's, yeah, I guess it's like at that. the right line. So I, I, I think we should take it. I think the Nuggets take care of business. I just hate picking the big favorites over and over again. But yeah, that's I true. I feel like this could be another Game 5 blowout. It's like, all right, we let you have your win. Exerted all your energy to take one game from us, and now like we got the home crowd to take care of business. So, Clippers. That line is massive, too. Plus 12. 12, uh, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking back at the, the history with them, too. Let's see what the, the, the spread's been. In all these, they've been they've been higher. I like than the Clippers plus twelve. It's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. They just lost by twelve, so that would have been a push. Um, and then in the in the series, they've they've lost by what is that? Fourteen and five, and then twelve, and then they won by five. Yeah, I like the plus twelve. I think even though it's in Phoenix, I don't know if that matters too too much, and. I think that they they play hard. I mean, as we said, Westbrook's not going to let this this team roll over. He's been playing great, and for whatever reason, if this Paul George thing is true, uh, I could definitely see it plus twelve. Get it while it's hot, in case Paul George comes back. So you parlay all that together, put five bucks on it, and you could win one twenty four. Ride yeah. the wise parlay for the next two days. Uh, I like that. I'm actually going to place Easy it money. right now. And post it to what our we have. Go over them again. We got Heat plus seven and a half. Yep. Yeah. Minus four and a half. Yep. Celtics minus thirteen. Mm-hmm. Nuggets minus nine and a half. Uh huh. Clippers plus twelve. Yep. There it goes. Love it. Love it. So, to wrap this up, you got any college corner? These are pretty quiet. Um. How you feeling about Dickinson? Still. You feel feel like he got a shot? He, oh yeah, he was. He did his podcast from Xfinity parking lot the other day. Oh, his he was visiting Kansas Thursday, and his flight got delayed, so he stayed in college park and went and worked out with Jameer Young. Oh, okay. So I like I like that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the other visits and how they've gone. So. I've been a, a little parched in terms of scoops. Is he? Uh, oh. Does he have an announcement date yet? Uh he doesn't even have like a list. Oh, you'll be on the list, though. Yeah, you'll be on the list. Oh yeah, they'll be on the list. I would think so. So, uh, baseball. How about that? How about baseball? You do want me to just give an overview? Yeah, sure. Tampa Bay has been the most dominant team to start a season that 
Oh, I meant college, it. but yeah, go. Let's go MLB. Oh, oh, okay. no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> let's go MLB. All right. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay nineteen and three, which is wild. They haven't lost a home game. They're thirteen and zero at home, which sucks because no one comes to their games because it's Tampa Bay. But they've been the hottest team of the year. Biggest surprise of the year has been the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're sixteen and seven in first place of the NL Central. Okay, Pirates. This is a team that was addicted to be like bottom 10 maybe even bottom five in yeah the i remember we talked about year. it a couple weeks ago and i was like pirates still trash and you're like yeah pirates are still trash. yeah they're awful uh but maybe not <laughs> they've got a <laughs> resurgent andrew mccutcheon who's 36 years old now but is playing like his mvp season so that's been fun to watch i don't know how long they'll keep it going this team has been bad for a while so Hopefully they can they can keep it going this year. Uh, those are back. Three or four from the Rockies this this weekend. So it's been a rough start, but I I think we're we're riding the ship. Good, good. It seems like uh, you you were talking about the Phillies, right? Yeah, yeah. Eleven and twelve, right back where you want to be. You know, just get a get a get get a couple games over five hundred. Rocky start, as you said, but. Yeah, I also read an article today about Harper that his recovery from surgery is like quickest in history. Oh. He could be back in early May Ooh. if everything goes right. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, if you're 500 when you get him back, like you're, you're sitting right where you need to be. There's no worries there. Uh, my my World Series Guardians are are 500 right now. Oh, so yeah. nothing. Nothing too special. Uh, about the local teams, I guess. The Orioles won eight of their last ten. Yeah. Swept the Tigers. They've won how many in a row? Six in a row. They called up some Shockingly guy today, right? Good Orioles? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, see. Justin Holiday Or Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday? They called yeah. him up already? Mm-hmm. Promoted him. Oh, promoted him. Oh, I don't. Sorry, uh, I don't know. I don't know high A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see that. He went from low A to high A. Got it. Yeah, he's like a kid. I'm looking at his picture. 18. He looks like an infant. At least like a baby. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But shockingly good pitching from the Orioles. Have faced probably the easiest schedule in the league. Tigers, Nationals, White Sox, Athletics. Woof. <laughs> These are some bad teams, but. Wins or win. Uh, everyone's everyone's in the major leagues. So got the divisional Red Sox coming up, but they've been one of the best teams in the league so far. So that's that's another one where I hope they keep it up. I it's like I say, the Knicks being good makes the NBA better for me. The Orioles being good makes the MLB better just because they're a local team. Oh, a it, local team. The Nats are awful. I say it multiple times whenever we talk about the Orioles, but whenever they're good, Baltimore's a different city. It is, yeah. Camden Yards is so depressing when no one's there. It's actually so fun when, when people go. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great atmosphere and a great place to watch a baseball game. Looking at the AL East, looks like this is going to be a dog race. I mean, the Rays are, are taking control, but the, the other four teams are, are all right in within each other. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the best division in baseball. Um. The Red Sox being in 12 and 11 and in last place is tough. 
to be second in the AL Central and tied for first in the NL West. Yeah. And you're in last in this division. So that's just the way it's going to go, unfortunately. Um, they're not a great team anyway. They'll probably finish around 500, but... Yeah, this yeah, division is crazy good. good. <laughs> the Orioles were, like, picked to finish fourth, I think. So obviously, wow. it's only been a month, but... They've, they've definitely shown signs that they've taken another step forward. A lot of young guys on that team, uh, they just need more pitching because they're not going to be able to keep this up. Yeah. It, it, so, is there been like a, has there been like a drought of pitchers in the MLB? Seems like everyone needs pitchers. They win. Team wins championships. You say it in other sports, defense wins championships. In baseball, it's pitching. Uh, so when we talked about the bad team, they need pitching. Fair enough. It's been awful because their pitching's been bad. Yeah, that makes sense. They have like they have like the highest aver- team batting average in the league, but the worst pitcher. They're still eleven and twelve. Their pitching's yeah. been so bad. Uh, Oakland, the Athletics have been historically bad. They are moving to Vegas. Start to the year. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, let's talk about uh, that for a second. Fortunately, that's probably. The best because that stadium's a dump and it's just like no financial support in Oakland anymore, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it does suck for Oakland. Like, they've lost every one of their teams in the last five years. Yeah. Theaters to Vegas. Uh, Warriors went from, they just Oakland went across is... San Francisco, but still. That's almost worse. Then. and then hockey gets an expansion team in vegas so yeah it's a bummer look and it looks like i mean the the hockey team in vegas was the first step uh once that market shot up and they realized that there's a market in las vegas that now there's going to be i mean we're going to get an nba team there and now the A's yeah. are moving there, so they 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 realize that it's a sustainable fan fan base, and they're they're now reaping off the rewards. And it's a genius. It's a genius. I mean, you we talked about the Raiders Stadium has a casino in it. You could bet right in the the stadium, so it makes perfect sense. I hope they change the name from the A's though. Why? Because I just like come the on A's. the Athletics. They've, it's always been a super lame name. The aces, they could yeah, they could be the aces. Uh, oh, that's um. Oh, that's the, the WNBA NBA. team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they can figure out something, something better than the athletics. Everyone's athletic. You're playing at major league sport. Everyone's athletic. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Baseball. I mean, I don't want to overreact anything too much. Yeah. Still only not even a month in yet. Yeah, we're only twenty one games in. Those are those are my big storylines. Cool. Cool. All right. My side of things, BJ Mack, huge uh recruit that we're trying to get the transfer here for basketball. Um he's coming out with his he's I think he's picking a decision later this week. I know that our the staff here has been going hard for him so 
So are you making a pitch on Twitter? Oh, I did. I did make my pitch. I need to make all. I need to make pitches. It worked with Gigi. I just got to get all, everyone in. Just got to get everyone in. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that we we can we can get him. Uh, we've we've gotten uh, all the guys that we've gotten recruiting wise and transfer wise have been tall, bigger players. Uh, excited to see how that works. We already got a couple guards in here. Uh, so hopefully more rebounding, more more easy layups and uh, more stuff to come. But our baseball team is the story of the campus right now. It feels like 2010, and we're the third-ranked team in the country. Wow. Yeah. Good so we just, we just we swept the number three team, Florida. Um, and now that is, it's gotten us up all the swept way. Swept Florida. We slept, swept them. All three games. Impressive. Yeah. So, being, I mean, just seeing number three next to my school is just always, no matter what sport it is, it's always a great feeling. So, uh, it's nice. Excited to see more baseball. It sucks, though, that it's such at the end of the, like, end of the school year, where it's like when they do play in the playoffs and have a home game in the playoffs, I'm not going to be here. And, Oh, yeah, it's not like you can just up on 50 and go see him play. Yeah, exactly. So that's annoying, but always want to see my teams do well, so I'm not going to, of course, ever root against it. And coming up next, they have Auburn. Another huge, huge matchup for them. Just got to win every SEC, every team, every team that we play. Um, but we're looking good. We're sitting pretty. Our baseball team is okay. We're winning most of their series, but they really just don't face that tough of competition. I don't think Big Ten baseball is very good. Yeah, that's the, the thing SEC about the SEC baseball. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, there's just not a lot of not a lot of hype for it either. That's a shame. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, is that that cover anything else you want to get off your chest before we head out? Oh, I'm set. Oh, you hit your head. I just, I just locked in the wise parlay. I did hit my head. Uh, charity basketball. Oh. So, yeah, that was a bummer. Uh, I didn't even, like, it wasn't like I fell and hit it either. Like, the kid we were playing against just, like, whipped the pass and it hit me right in the face. I went down hard and somebody who's had like five concussions already wasn't just like oh you're fine oh, <laughs> I, had take, I had to take a couple of days off well i'm I'm glad it seems like you're doing better but, seems like you're doing just fine yeah no i'm i'm all right now all right good but, yeah i catch a break Everybody all right bicycle helmet around well thank you everyone who's listening glad you're not in a bicycle helmet chris and we'll see everybody wednesday It's different from our normal schedule, so keep it in mind. Put it on your calendar. We'll see everybody on Wednesday.